friend, the Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO, the show that brings you the most fascinating and really the most helpful people from the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And this sunny day, you and I are going to be drenched in the mysterious business of scents, fragrances, and perfumes. Yes, with 85% of American women and more than half of the men slapping on some fragrance over their lovely bodies every day, it comprises a $40-plus billion industry globally, and it is created by a process that is as amazing as the product is alluring. And so, by his generous condescension, we have with us a noted fragrance developer, a gentleman with a nose of renown, Mr. Sebi Adat, creator of fragrances for some of the world's most sophisticated perfumers, and he is going to pull back the covers and lay bare the process of how scents get conjured and refined, and also how you can pick a scent for your best beloved. And and if you have marriage in mind, you are going to get a special treat further on in the show. So, whether you are a retailer of orchids and, and exotic aromas who wants to provide some explanations for her clients, like Susan, or you're a frenzied manufacturer of meat freezers who seeks something with a touch of the exotic for his valentine that he so adores, like Ralph, pull up your chair a little closer and join us at this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your careers thrive and your ventures flourish. <laughs> Sebi, I'm so glad that you could bring your knowledge and your nose uh, into our studio and uh, help us all understand about the world of perfumes. Well, thank you for inviting me to your show, Bart. I really look forward to sharing some of my thoughts with your listeners. Oh, great. Well, let's let's start right off. And uh, Sebi, you know, as we come right down hard upon Valentine's Day, and love, among many other things, is in the air, could you, as a fragrance developer and, and a true expert now, tell us what role does perfume really play in the art of romance? Oh, it's a very, very fantastic question to start with, but <laughs> I have to say that um, before I go into the question, um, you know, there are five senses yes. that everyone has. There's the visual, there's hearing, there's touch, taste, and smell. It's my wife's disappointment. That's a third sense, a sixth sense. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, scent has this amazing ability to evoke some very, very powerful memories in a person. It can trans. Sometimes when you smell a, a fragrance uh-huh. or an ingredient, uh-huh. it can transport people way back in time. Ah, uh, that's true. To their child, even to their childhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, or to another significant event in their lifetime. For example, the, their first kiss, uh, the first date, or any other special occasion. First barbecue. First barbecue. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, now currently there's a lot of scientific evidence uh, that's being generated which shows that um, perfume does play a very, very significant role in love and romance uh-huh. yeah, and attracting someone to their future partner. Okay. This research is current all the time being conduct, uh, conducted and uh, uh-huh. we're getting some very, very interesting results. Well, okay. all right. I'll, I'll go with you that. But somehow all I'm seeing is this $40-plus 
billion dollar industry and I see American women putting it on all over the time and men too isn't the natural scent and we talk about science the, the phenomes mm-hmm. isn't that really the most alluring scent of all I, I mean yep. are folks just wearing these scents because advertisers are building insecurity to us is that what it's all about yeah, well, you know, there there is a lot of truth in what you say, Bart, but at the same time, um, in my opinion, anyway, mm-hmm. um, I would say that perfume is one of the silent heroes in this world. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, as I said earlier, the sense of smell is the least understood, um, and the power of perfume, I think, is still to be unleashed to the world. There ah. is a lot more that I think the world can experience from perfume. Um, and I think the industry is just starting to wake up to how perfume can make a difference to the success of a product, a person, or a brand. Ah. Okay. Well, if you have just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download each episode by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. We are on many uh, live stations and Internet streams, but that is the easiest way to find us. Now, Sevi, uh, if you will, could you guide us through the fascinating fragrance development process? Uh, as I understand it from our talks before, mm-hmm. you, you uh, let's say I, I want to develop a scent that reminds me of the seaside shore and summer and beaches and seagulls and uh, bypassing ship diesel fumes or whatever, I don't know. And uh, and I want to create this. How do I package that so it gets delivered to the fragrance developer like, like Mr. Sevi Adam? Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Um, so let's, let's take this uh, concept, if you want, of uh, the beach and the shore and... Uh, and uh, a day at the at the seaside. Okay. okay. And so the process is that you would formulate a brief to give to the perfume company or written. the perfume creator. A written brief. Okay. The brief can be uh, written, and uh, ideally, it should contain your what you you want from what memories or what adjectives it evokes for you. Ah, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so, in other words, as, as much detail as possible should be communicated to the creative team. All right. Okay. okay. Um, and some people sometimes also put a collage of pictures together. Oh. Okay. okay. I get to that. Well, all right. So I get this this, this manuscript, for want of a better word, yeah. and uh, with, with photo albums and pictures of of, of me winning my track medal at, at the beach or whatever, and. Uh, and, and so it comes to you, the mm-hmm. fragrance developer. Now, you don't just start hauling down the beaker and, and shoving in chemicals. Uh, what do you do? What's your next step? Okay, so so that's, that's again, I would take, let's take somewhere at the shore. Right, okay. okay. Because that's, that's the concept, and it invokes many things to many people. Shoreside summer. <laughs> There's our brand name. Okay. Uh, so what I would do is take that brief mm-hmm. and and articulate that brief to my creative team in olfactive terms. So I would I would look at the picture, for example, and uh, uh, walk along the beach with my loved one, with the sun setting in the background. I would take something like that, right? And I would say, okay, the the the, the 
walk is uh, in the sand, right, uh, okay. and and the water is fresh, <laughs> so it needs a fresh note. Okay. The sun is setting, yeah, which is warm and deep and rich, it's so these woody notes. Like scotch. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. And, right, yes, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so I would put a list of descriptors together, ah. and then I would brief the perfumer. Okay, now, now these, these these are chemists, right? They are the creation. They're artists, I would okay, say. Okay, all right, they're artists, yeah, but I mean, they're, artists. Artists. they're chemists. Okay, so yes. you've got this, and they, they've got your ideas, and they get to work, and uh, now, do they, uh, it's not just mixed up and pushed out there. You, it, there's a back and forth. How does that back and forth work between you? I mean, they come up with stuff, and yeah, the it's back just and a Goldilocks thing, right? Yeah, yeah, the back and forth is really, I would say this is, in the process, uh-huh, but uh-huh. this is where the magic happens. Ah, this is okay. really where the magic happens. In that, imagine I'm briefing an artist to mm-hmm. to, to paint me a picture. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. And that artist will come with a, a picture which I don't think is fully finished. But as an artist, mm-hmm. you believe that that's the best creation since your last one. Right. Yeah? So there's a lot of back and forth there in terms of fine-tuning that piece of art, uh-huh. uh, making sure that you add certain notes to it to to enhance the, the perception of liking and and uh, the day at the sh- uh, seashore, for example. It's like a painting yeah. I've commissioned on my yeah. wall uh, in our studio here. We have, uh, I have a picture of the death of Jason uh, yeah. and the Argonauts. And if if my artist or my commission had put something medieval, mm-hmm. uh, I would say that's a wrong note, right? Is that exactly. kind of... Exactly. Right, and right. that's my job. Okay. Yeah, so I'm the one who who has to be very, very uh, objective and mm-hmm. ensure that whatever the artist creates meets the brief or the requirements that you want from a day at the show. Okay. So I'm the, I'm the go-between, but I'm also representing you to and give you the best quality product. Okay, so it goes back and forth. And you are the expert knows that, that sense all of this. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into how you got that in, in a little <laughs> bit. but uh, the uh, And then from there, when, when you give the final stamp of approval, like the president signing a law, it, it, it goes into production? Uh, not, not quite. Oh, okay. Not quite. It doesn't go straight into production. I think there's... There's many more uh, steps. This, this is probably the most nerve-wracking stage because you want you want that piece of art to be com- the perfume to be compliant with many of the other regulations and, uh, <coughs> and norms that that uh, FDA, for example, that right. people want. Uh, it also has to be compatible. Like it can't with the poison them, stuff like that. <laughs> the FDA is big on that. Or it right? doesn't leak in the in the in through the bottle, or you know, there's, yeah, there's yeah, many yeah. other many other tests validation tests that have to be done. So the creative part then becomes more technical. Right. Um, now, once that is all, all uh, checked off, right. then we go into a situation where you get that first order for that perfume. You turn it over to Chanel, and Chanel says, and so they, they, they the guy throws a switch, and, exactly. and and the bottles start getting filled with with exactly. all these elements. And exactly. Yeah. And so so that's where that first order comes in, and I have to say that, in my experience, that's probably the most uh, satisfying time in the process, knowing that you have created or been contributed to the creation of something which is now going to touch the lives 
of many consumers. Ah, oh, and better. Now, uh, the painting, mm-hmm. uh, we have a painting here on the wall here, yep. and that probably involved, um, I'm going to guess, maybe $15, $20 worth of oil and uh, and brushes and so forth like that to make it. And uh, you can see where I'm heading with this. Everyone uh, gripes about the, the price. And yet I did not pay 15 or $20 for that. I paid it considerably <laughs> more because I was paying for the expertise of the artist. Fair to say, how much is it going to cost to make – how much is in the bottle – and the rest is in the artist's ear. About how much it costs to, uh, the, I don't know, the, the two-ounce bottle of perfume. What the, how much ingredients, how, what would you guess the cost of the ingredients to be? The, Pennies, the, I assume. Yeah, the, the, the cost is one, one, one thing where it, it, it now has taken on uh, a minor role in the whole package. Sure, sure. And yet, and that's why I say it's a silent hero, because people look at the packaging, people look at everything else, the advertising. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but actually, oh, Elizabeth Taylor got ahead of it. You know. But right the down. perfume is really what drives the success of that product. Because if you wear that perfume and you do not like it, uh-huh. you will not go back to it. That's oh, absolutely. Yeah? And absolutely. nor will you tell other people about it. Yeah, actually, you will. That's the thing. You'll, you'll curse it. <laughs> you'll curse it. Yeah, right. That's yeah. oh, I, yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. Well, now. <laughs> What uh, so it really doesn't matter if you're putting in saffron uh, at, at some ungodly uh, hundreds of dollars an ounce, or whether you're putting in uh, baking soda or, 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 or willow bark strip, uh, which uh, is virtually nothing. Since the actual cost of the product is so small, it's it's the artistry uh, that, that really makes it. Absolutely. Wow. Now, now you, you you know to to go back to saffron and some of these other, there are a lot of ingredients which we do not use. They're available, they're very powerful ingredients, but we don't use them purely and simply because of skin sensitization, many, many different uh, safety issues. So we don't use them. The industry is very, very uh, self-regulating. I'm uh, sure they are, yeah. What are are a couple of things that, that that might surprise me along that? I mean, what are some of the things that you don't use that, that, that might surprise me. Hey, saffron is, for example. Oh, really, you don't know? Yes, yeah, saffron, oh, okay. for example, is is uh, is uh, is known as a carcinogen in some in some studies. So okay. we don't use them. Okay, I have yeah. had it, bought it, used it, but yeah. not. Uh, yeah. But but again, the amount yeah. is yeah. is. Yeah, but I'm not putting it on every day. I don't eat it every day. I don't do. Yeah, right. Okay. And I would say that there's there's one ingredient in perfumery which which is. Uh, which is very, very important in perfumery and yet has, has uh, a lot of uh, safety issues around it, regulatory issues, and that's musk. Oh, really? The okay. musk in the old uh, yeah, musk was... molecules would not degrade. I see. Yeah, so they would stay Ooh. in the environment. But nowadays, the, the industries come up with uh, musk materials which uh, degrade naturally, uh, and so... Uh, and could have the same effect on right. protein. And whale sperm isn't a big deal. Whale sperm. <laughs> that, went with, that went out with oil lamps, right? Okay, gotcha. Okay. Oh, my. Well, so after this delightful noshing at today's Feast <laughs> of Wisdom, I, I think it is time, I think, dramatically, for a brief survey, sorbet in our feast. And so if you will allow me uh, to take a few moments, let's offer a few utensils uh, for this fine meal Sebi's presenting us. 
And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important career, uh, position you'll ever hold in your career, may I please ask, will this be the day that you learn about yourself by turning to some trusted confidant and asking for an honest evaluation? Or do you first need to find and cultivate that special trusted confidant? Both opportunities, my friend, are truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can sense you yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quits book. So I am pulling it down now. Here we go. All right, here we have it. We got it. Oh, you'll like this. This is number 83. A text in business is a carelessly spelled missive sent in hopes of prodding the recipient's rear or covering the sender's. <laughs> what do you think, Sam? Did we get that about right? <laughs> That's a funny one. It reminds me of a story. Uh-huh. Um, an executive was traveling abroad. Uh-huh. He sent a text to his wife mm-hmm. saying, wish you were her. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, that's right. That's your recently divorced friend, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, the the as an afterthought, the trouble with acts or messages tossed off thoughtlessly is that, frankly, my friend, they tend to betray their creator's own lack of concern. So perhaps you might just consider taking those extra moments to courteously check your efforts and make them a little more effectively received. Just a thought. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Uh, just visit BartsBooks.com and pick up your copy of 102 or the 101 Best Business Quips books, and you will find your quiver filled with witty barbs that will lighten the immense load of your fellow chain gangers at work. And as a third utensil, uh, we sumptuously spoon you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the author who suggested... If at first you don't succeed, try, try again, then quit. No sense being a damn fool about it. <laughs> those words, oh, wake up, boy. Were, those words were spoken by none other than the liquor-loving prince of comedy movies, Mr. William Claude Duncanfield, better known to us all as W.C. Field. And stick with us, because later on in the show, Blurting Your Way comes yet another enriching quotation. If you, and if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down, as you believe him or her to be, and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a career-igniting gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And so before we return to Seviadot's revelations about the world of fragrances and perfumes, allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that beneficial firm is one that, that you're going to like. You, I, so many people need this. It's Leadership USA. Now, just so you realize, there are indeed people who can transform companies they have developed. They are the masters and the experts. These are the folks that are char- that charge justifiably uh, a couple in the thousands per hour to talk to the Coca-Cola, uh, Ford, and all the major uh, Fortune 100 firms globally. These many of, of of these rarefied folks have been 
congealed into a marvelous faculty of Leadership USA. And when you join Leadership USA, you can have them delivered right to your company's door or to your door, and you get to choose what you want, everything from uh, negotiating to higher productivity to uh, consensual motivation, all the things that you really need to be to lead yourself and to lead others. So if, if you're in the mood to grow your company and get some hard-earned revenue, boost it up, just visit leadershipusa.biz. That's leadershipusa.biz. You're going to like what they have to offer you, my friend. I know. I've seen them. So now, with utensils in hand, uh, let's turn your no. Why not turn your nose and ears back with me to the fragrance maestro and developer, Sevi Adat. Now, Sevi, uh, you've taken us through the process, and the one, the one little point in there came out. You've worked for Takasago, Japan's eldest <clears throat> uh, aroma manufacturer, and you've overseen a team of fragrance managers, and you've developed scents for the scent-making giant Firminic, uh, both in New Jersey and in London. I, I'm curious, what led you into this field? Uh, you know what, Bart? Everything happens for a reason. And in my case, first of all, I have to say I'm truly blessed to have worked with some great people in the perfume industry. Now, actually, it was more by default than design. Okay, it, it really, I started as a development chemist working for a, ah, a family company. So there is a chemical background <laughs> in your life. Okay. Uh, called S.C. Johnson, sure. makers of Glade and sure. Pledge, okay, um, where I started as a lab technician working in the air freshener laboratory. And that's where I, f I was first exposed to the power of perfume. And I decided at that time, I want to play a part in the development of these perfumes. Mm -hmm. that were given to me. Uh, and so I applied for a job uh, and was was uh, was recruited by uh, actually a German company in the beginning. Wow. Um, and then, and uh, typically, you know, they wanted someone with a technical background. Right. German. Yeah. And, uh, German, yeah. Uh, and so I, I learned, really, that was my trade. I, I was there for five years, and then right. after that I moved to... Uh, what I consider to be the premier fragrance house in the world, which is uh, Firminish. Ah, well, the, and they are, uh, they're actually not very far from our, our studios. Absolutely. And when I come home at night, <laughs> past them, I can say, oh, they're making cherry today for a yes. flavor. Yeah, yes. I, I, you, you yes. pass it, you smell it. It's wonderful. Exactly, exactly. Well, now, I think it's, this is all wonderful that this, this interested you, but I, I've got to, I really have to ask, and everyone wants to know, <laughs> is your educated nose, the scents come back and forth, and you're the caller, when, is your educated nose a matter of nature or nurture? In other words, this this exquisite ability you have mm. to, to to tease apart, like a, a great sommelier, different scents all the way through. How much of that was a gift, and how much of it was, was earned through training? Yeah, it's the classic uh, nature versus nurture case. Right. And... Uh, and I have to say it's both. Really? You, okay. you have to have the natural ability right. mm -hmm. to, to be able to discern uh, and dissect when, uh -huh. you, when you're smelling certain things like wine, for example, yeah. uh -huh. uh, every day. Uh, but then after that, there are many, many other attributes that I think to a degree you learn, but mm -hmm. you have to be able to communicate, for example. Yeah. Ah, so... so and then part of it is knows part of its verbal ability, yes. of course. And, and then, and then once you once you're into this business, what you develop is this internal filing system, ah. where you 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 remember 
This is a leafy okay. scent or something. Yeah, yeah right. And you remember that. So I can smell a fragrance and it would take me into my filing system uh-huh. and I'm thinking, okay, I can make a connection with what I I I smelled five years ago when I was oh visiting. My. So you that's that comes through experience. This is the expertise yeah. that you would develop lit in your case literally over decades. Very much so. And Very much so. Well it, now if I wanted to uh follow in your footsteps or in your nose steps or whatever, I don't know. That seriously, uh, if someone wanted to get into this field, yep. uh, should they run off to Turkey and, and take a job in an open-air spice market? Or, or what's the, what's, what would be the best <laughs> way? Um, these days, Bart, there are, there are many uh, schools out there. Which, oh, really? Which, yes, oh. yes, which give you the fundamentals of, of perfumery. There are oh. schools in in uh, in Europe. The the oh. most famous one is in France called Essipka. Why why um, am I not surprised? <laughs> but you go on. Yeah, uh, and then even here there is the FIT, the Fashion Institute. Oh sure, yeah. right, yeah. Okay, and again, you know, they have uh, perfumery biased courses. Yeah, oh, that you can okay. take, mm-hmm. and that but they give you the fundamentals. Right. I think the only way. To, to actually excel in this um, in this discipline is by by experience and learning through experience and working with uh, experienced developers and uh, artists and honestly but one of the biggest uh, mottos that I have is learn not just learning through experience but you you have to fail in order to win so oh. there are many many uh, failures or mistakes that you make which will lead you to success in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we have just heard a quill pen moment, and by that I mean that Sevi has just given us a timeless truth in business. So I would like you to take out your quill pens, dip them in the inkwell, and scribble down, as he so wisely has put it, that you do have to fail before you succeed. It's not a matter of how... how Often you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. And I thank you for adding that. <laughs> now, there is one other question uh, that I that that I that, that boggles me. You have something very special coming out, as I understand. Um, in other words, you have some a. a uh, if I were a bride, you you would make me a custom scent. Tell us a little bit about this. Now, this is called Heaven Sent. This is your your newest venture, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Tell us, tell us. It's a startup company, and uh, and really originates from from uh, a situation where when you when you when you get married, first of all, it's it's the happiest occasion in most people's lifetime for at least a year, yeah. (laughs) And exactly that, and in some cases, at least a week. Right. When when you look at all the stored. You, you, are you really that much of a cynic? My God, Sammy, this is terrible. Anyway, I've been mar- I've been married for 41 years, and it's been yeah. six of the best weeks of my wife's life. <laughs> Do go on. So when you when you after you get married, you preserve those memories with pictures and videos. Right. Yeah. But rarely do you go back to them after you're married. You may maybe that's you true. do for the first uh, week. Yeah, or two. yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, the idea of heaven sent is to is to really enhance and create uh, help the brides create and recreate that happy moment. 
And so I have this scent, and I can literally put it on, and it will yeah. bring back the wedding day. What exactly. a marvelous idea. Exactly. Well, now, <coughs> uh, if I were to uh, to do that, how uh, if I if the bride is interested, uh, how does it work? Does she? Um, I mean, I realize it will come, and we'll talk. I don't mean the business aspect. I mean, how does it work? She would come to you, and and you would very much, I guess, just like you just described us, the process. She would say what she wants. You would do the the, the fragrance development role. Yeah. Is that pretty much yeah. it? That's uh, that's essentially it. It's a, that's probably the next step. I see. Okay, the first step is that we have we have developed a collection of five perfumes. I see. These have been especially developed and. Uh, will appeal to a wide range of brides. Everyone has different tastes. Right, they're your master recipes. So, so they speak. are the collection. Right. And ideally, that's where we we would want someone to stop, evaluate, smell those fragrances, and, and, and see which one they like. And you would tweak and add Essentially from there. We can. From, yes. Wonderful. Well, now, I, I think it's, it's wonderful, and I, I really hope we, uh, that when... Um, now, if I am going to be married around uh, May or June, will Heaven Scent be ready for us? We will launch the first set of Heaven Scent candles uh-huh. on May the 5th. All righty. Well, okay. I hope that you can come back and uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Come, okay. uh, when when we're all, and all the ladies are dressing up like boudoir pillows, that's great. <laughs> and uh, now the other thing is... Uh, that I, I noticed, uh, and we we said that we would do this. So, if I am trying to buy a good scent for my best beloved, and I am like ninety nine point ninety eight percent of the rest of uh, male humanity, I am utterly clueless. How do I go about buying a scent? Tell us. Well, the 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 most obvious is is to go to a department store and get saturated by many many perfumes that that the sales assistants will spray on on your neck, on your wrist, whatever. Um, or you do or your you homework. Or go home with the sales assistant, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> or you do your homework and ask yourself some questions. What's what's their favorite flower? What's the favorite color? Um, what what type of uh, chocolate? Dark milk. Ask yourself those questions and then go to the department store much more prepared ah. and talk to the assistant. That's one way. Okay. The other way is to take those those questions that I've just posed mm-hmm. um, and uh, and really, you know, answer them and then email me. Really? Email oh, they, me. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are uh, having a great offer here. You can... Uh, Go to your personal. Fra- he's offering to be your personal fragrance manager right here. Sevi, how can they do this? Email me on sevi uh, at gmail dot com. S e v i a d a t at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. and uh, I will send you a recommendation of three perfumes that I think would be suitable for that purpose based on those questions. <clears throat> now, there, ladies and gentlemen, is an offer. Debbie, thank you so much. I look forward to having you come back at Bride Time and uh, show us the whole realm of heaven sent for for all of us. Thank It'll you. It will be my pleasure. Thank you, Bart. And as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business knowledge, leaving you with today's quotation. And 
That is, who was the person who said, the greatest business lesson I can recall is that if you are embarking on a round-the-world hot air balloon trip, don't forget the toilet paper. Love the metaphor. Anyway, as a hint to this author's name, this entrepreneurial creator of the uh, of Virgin Enterprises was knighted by his home nation of Britain and was told that he would either end up as a prisoner or a billionaire. He has done one of the above. <clears throat> and remember, if you know the author of this quote, simply scribble that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. Uh, and be sure to tune in next week when we chat with Mr. Damon Gers, CEO of Maxon Restorations, then an amazingly complex and valuable enterprise that wades in after disasters and, uh, and repairs and restores everything from the presidential seal of Trinity Church after 9-11 to uh, your own office building. Tune in and be fascinated. And in the words of my, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, worrying about your market share is like the jockey who was so busy watching the other horses running beside him that he forgot to race his own. And to you, gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed the art of the CEO as much as Seve and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember, you can download this and all our shows at theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.